Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, how do you know when a business is in trouble? BHS, Jessops, Clintons, Mothercare, Debenhams, Maplin, Blockbuster, MFI, Allied Carpets. There's a long list. And each of them tells a story of disappointment, humiliation, the inescapability of gradualism and the very personal impact of job losses. Businesses become unviable for all sorts of reasons. Demand. Changes in customer habits or superior technical developments, that's blockbuster. Financial sustainability, borrowings, revenues, cash flows, that's BHS. Competitive advantage, Jessops eclipsed by digital and camera phones. Scalability and growth, Clintons couldn't get big enough quick enough. Management, all of the above. All the problems were foreseeable, but management didn't act quickly enough. Woolworths had a confusing offering. Most of what they did was duplicated better elsewhere. It was the same for BHS. John Lewis is struggling and they're urgently trying to diversify into rental homes, becoming a landlord instead of a retailer. More than a quarter of businesses reported their turnover was lower in April this year compared with the previous month. 18% of trading businesses expect to raise the prices of goods or services they sell in June this month, this month this year. It's a tough time to be in business. The viability of a business depends on the vagaries of demand, customers' attitude and developments elsewhere. It's also about staff, the working environment, how easy the work is and the levels of demand. If I were to tell you of a business where over one third of the staff thought their workplace wasn't fit for purpose, you'd probably think I was talking about a business that was teetering on the brink. What about if I were to confide in you nearly a quarter were working in a business that relied on the telephone and a third thought their telephone systems were useless? What if you were told the regulations said the business had to be conducted in rooms about around 12 square metres but were generally well below that, you'd be forgiven for thinking the business was heading for trouble. Add to that, there was probably unsafe staffing with the numbers in decline and nearly half the workers thought the shortage of trainers and supervisors was making a tricky situation worse and you'd probably be thinking about HMV, Comet or Stylo Shoes, remember them? There's more. Nearly half of the staff think their PC or laptop, is, uh, or the software, is not fit for purpose. Over a third say their broadband is naff, and over two-thirds say they can't exchange information with other branches. It might be phones for you. You've guessed it's an old-fashioned business. It has a huge carbon footprint. It's responsible for 0.9% of the UK's total emissions, <laughs> total emissions, and 23% of the sector. To make things worse, huge chunks of it are trapped into using pen and paper. This is going nowhere. It's Mamas and Papas, Karen Millen, Toys R Us, Focus DIY. What is it? What high street brand are we talking about? It's primary care. Now, before I get inundated by irate practice managers telling me it's not like that where they work, that's not the point. The sector as a whole is in the Philips cassette world, Instamatic cameras and Twiggy dolls. Who says so? All the facts and figures I've quoted come from the Royal College of General Practitioners report 
fit for the future and I linked to it uh, this morning. It's just published. This front door business needs major investment and a complete reworking. Is it worth saving? And is it the kind of money that it needs? It, is it ever going to be available? And if we're dealing with business owners who can't even get their phones sorted out, are we dealing with the right people? Like so many businesses, has its time come? Are they the bon marché or mother care of the NHS? Of course we need a vibrant, well-staffed and funded primary care. Is what we have repairable? Or do we watch it go the same way as Virgin Records in a world of downloads and streaming? Video consultations, vertical ownership by trust. Do we reinvent Darcy centres? Do we sell primary care franchises with tight contractual requirements on investment and practice standards? The Royal College of General Practitioners, NHS England, and for that matter the CQC, have presided over a decline that's hard to fathom, hard to untangle, and really tough for the Royal College members to admit. Whoever is the primary care czar needs the, uh, these days needs to get real, get some new policies, and get out of managing decline. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again.